Aren't you glad for God today? You know, a lot of times, a lot of times we, we can get impatient because we want what we want when we want it. Um, and sometimes God is saying, I've, I've actually got something for you that's better than what you want for yourself. I'm your refuge and strength. I, I need you to, to wait for me. I need you to wait upon me. I need you to, to, to trust me a little bit because I've got something for you that's better than what you want for yourself. In fact, the prophet Isaiah, he put it like this. He said, they that wait upon the Lord, they'll renew their strength. He said, they're going to mount up with wings like eagles. They're going to run and they won't get weary. They're going to walk and they will not faint. When we wait upon God, when we put our trust in Him, when we remember His goodness in our life, when we reflect and meditate on the, on the power that He has already extended to us, and we say, God, I'm going to trust you today. We're in the beginning of Advent season where there's a waiting, there's an expectation, there's a hoping. Like the, like the Jews of old, we're waiting for the Messiah. Some of us, are, our hearts are expectant, anticipating God today, and we're waiting for Him. So here's what I want you to do. We're going to launch a new series today, and I want you to help me announce the title of it. I want you to, before you sit down, turn to somebody and say, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, tell them. All right, you can grab your seat. Let's get started. Amen. Amen. So, um, you know this phrase, wait for it. You, you, you guys have heard this phrase, right, on, on TV. Um, and and it's, it matters how you say it. You, you can't just say, wait for it. You, you have to say, wait for it. You know, you have to say it, and then you have to repeat it. And you have to say it with expectation. Wait for it. Wait for it. And, and this phrase actually um, has caught on. Uh, it's like an internet meme now. Um, and, and, and if you ever want to build anticipation, if you ever want to build suspense, if you want to ever build expectation, you can just use this phrase. Wait for it. Have you guys seen this phrase, heard this phrase anywhere? Yeah. In fact, there's a whole like group of videos that you can go and watch. And a lot of times it'll just say, wait for it. Because what they're saying in the video is uh, there's going to be a kind of a long a boring part where you're not sure that anything is going to happen or you're not sure if anything is going to happen. Um, but if you'll hold on and if you'll wait for it, then something exciting and, 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 and powerful is going to happen. Uh, and you can go on the internet and, and watch these videos. In fact, I actually, we, we were able to dig one up for you this morning. Would you guys like to see a wait for it video? Would you? Okay. All right. Here you go. Ready? Let's roll this one. Nothing happening. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Oh! 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 All right. All right. Everybody awake? Everybody feeling good now? Woo! Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of those online. I've seen them all. Um, <laughs> uh, 
You know, in that kind of moment, like when you're watching one of those, there's, a, there's an eager anticipation while you're waiting, right? You're, you're waiting, but you're not waiting like slumping over, bored, tired. You're, you're waiting with an eagerness. You're waiting with an anticipation because you're expecting something to happen uh, that you, don't, you might not know what it is, but you're expecting something good to happen, so you're waiting for it. In life when we're waiting, it's not always like that. It's, it's a lot of times when we're waiting, uh, we're not giddy with anticipation. We're starting to get tired of waiting. Waiting isn't an exhilarating experience for us. It's an exhausting experience for us. Uh, I was on a, uh, getting ready to go on a flight this week. I was on my way to D.C. for a conference. And we got on the plane and we pulled out uh, from the gate and getting ready to take off. And the, the, the pilot came on the loudspeaker and he said, uh, folks, I apologize for the delay, but, and then a- anytime you hear that, you know you're going to have to wait for it, all right? He said, listen, our, our plane is a little bit frozen over, and there are some things that aren't working right because, uh, because they're frozen, and so we're going to need to de-ice the plane. So I said to myself, okay, better to, better to wait a few moments, better to wait for it down here uh, than to find out what's going on up there. So, so we're all waiting patiently, you know, but 10 minutes past 20 Minutes pass, 30 minutes pass, and you can kind of feel people starting to get restless, right? Because we're getting tired of waiting for it. Uh, and then the loudspeaker comes back on and he says, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, I apologize for the delay, uh, but we're not able to de-ice the plane. Apparently, it's, it's just not working for us. So we're going to have to pull back into the gate and we're going to have to de-plane. And then we're going to have to start to de-ice the plane. And, and we might have to find a different flight for you. And, and, you know, and then he says this, this, I love this, he said, Thank you for your patience. And I thought, he's thanking us for something none of us have right now. Because, uh, you know, he was anticipating our patience. Um, So we all get off the plane. And I got to tell you, you know, uh, we weren't giddy with anticipation. We we, we were waiting, but we weren't waiting with great expectation. In fact, I I hate to admit this, but I actually snuck a picture of of my fellow passengers as we were waiting. I hope that none of them mind. But this was us uh, waiting for it. He's yawning. He's not yelling. He's yawning. Um, and and if you just look at the faces, I like the lady in the second row. She's just like, oh, my God, seriously? Like, I'm going to miss all my flies. Um, okay, you can take that down so that we don't get sued. Um, um, <laughs> when we're waiting in life, it's not, like, it's, not like a, it's not like a YouTube video. It's not like, usually, it's not like, wait for it, wait for it. Especially when the thing that we're waiting for is important, and we're wanting it, and we're desiring it, and it's not coming. Today, some of you are waiting for things in your life that, that you, you, you know, you're tired of waiting. You've been waiting a long time. Some of you are waiting today for, for God to restore or to heal somebody in your life that, that means something to you, and you've been praying. God, heal them. God, restore them. Your mother is sick, and you're saying, God, heal her. Your father is struggling, struggling with some health issues and you're praying and you're waiting for it. And you're saying, God, I, I'm waiting for you to come through on this. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm expecting and I'm hoping, but I'm kind of getting tired of waiting and I'm getting a little bit exhausted in the wait. Some of you are, are looking for a new job or, or a shift in your career. And you've been on careerbuilder.com 10,000 times this month. And your resume is dialed in to the very you know, to the very last T and and dotted the I. And you're waiting for God to come through in a way that you're hoping that he will, but you don't know if he will, and you're not quite sure, and you're waiting, 
and you're waiting and you're waiting. Some of you uh, are waiting for a child and you've been waiting for a child for a long time and you've been praying for God to bring that child. Or some of you have a child and you raised him right and you loved him well and, and, you, and you put him in good schools and you did everything that you knew to do and, and he has wandered off from where you hoped that he would be and you're waiting for God to bring him back. And you've tried firmness and you've tried tenderness and you've done everything that you know how to do and you're still waiting. Some of you are waiting for someone to love you and for someone to love. And you have swiped right and you have swiped left. And you have not, and you're going, God, I'm waiting. I've read the books. I've read the blogs. I've read, I've listened to the podcasts. God, what do you want from me? Because you're waiting. You're waiting. In fact, sometimes waiting can become so difficult. It can become so hard that it, it, it breaks your heart. In fact, one of the scriptures says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. When you've, when you've been hoping for something and you've been longing for something and you've been wanting that thing and you've waited for so long and it hasn't happened and you're going, God, my heart is sick. My heart is heavy with the waiting. David, King David would write, I love the Psalms because he writes in a way that he, it, in, in one respect, it's inspiring and it's soaring and it's beautiful. But then on the other hand, it's like real, man. I mean, it's just like real emotion, raw, personal. It's him. And he writes this psalm in uh, Psalm 13, and he's crying out to the Lord. And he says this. He says, how long, Lord? Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts? And day after day have sorrow in my heart. How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer me, Lord, my God. It's a waiting and it's not, a, it's not a, an eager anticipation. It's a, it's a heavy-hearted waiting and longing. God, when are you going to come through? Has anybody ever been in a situation like that where you just, there's a hope out there, there's a desire for something in your life that you want you want, and you, you might even believe God wants it for you, but it's just not there yet. Here's what happens with us a lot of times when we're waiting for a long time, and I don't know about you, but I, I, I don't like, I just, as I'm preparing this whole series, this week, I'm going to be straight up honest with you, not in my notes, just riffing right now. Here we go. Uh, this week, I thought to myself, you know, I really dislike the subject of waiting so much. I wonder if I can just can we just do a different sermon series? Can we just like talk about overcoming by the power of the Holy Spirit, charging forward in light, like, I, like something else? And God keeps bringing me back to this. this. No, no, you can't. We're going to wait. We're waiting. We're waiting. This is, this is about waiting. Because for me, when I start, when I start, when I have to wait, my, I start scanning the horizon. I want to take a detour. I want to take a shortcut. Right? So sometimes when we start, when we have to wait, our, our first option is 
Maybe there's a detour. Maybe there's a, a shortcut that we can get to some way or another. Like if I'm driving, actually our family and I, we were driving to a dinner. This is a while ago. The whole family's in the car. Everybody's buttoned up. Everybody's dressed up. Everybody's looking good. We're already running a little bit late, which is kind of the thing in our family, just a few minutes sometimes. We're running a little bit late, and I'm kind of in a hurry, and we're all heading there, and there's like a little bit of tension in the air. Not that much, just a little bit because, you know, we want to be on time. You know, we know that you're allowed to be a few minutes late, but how many minutes late? And, and so we're all in the minivan, and we're all driving to the dinner and we run into a traffic jam and I'm like mm, mm, mm. Lord Jesus help me right now Lord just help me right now as a father as a husband just help me. and um, you know you know like a they say a great white shark or a mako shark they they actually can't breathe when they're holding still did you know that they actually have to be moving through the water for the for the oxygen to move through the gills sometimes it's a weird analogy, but sometimes I feel that way. Sometimes I feel like as long as I'm moving, I'm okay. Like, but if I have to hold still, I can't breathe, you know? If I have to wait, I'm just like, <gasps> right? So I'm like, um, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a shortcut. So I take driving through streets and up and down dead ends and things and going this way and that, right? And, and my family's, everybody's starting to look at me like, what's going on? And then uh, Rebecca is like, babe, aren't we going the wrong way? direction and I'm like no 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 this is a shortcut and then one of the guys from the back pipes up and goes dad don't you mean a long cut and I was like listen everybody we got to keep moving here right sometimes we're tempted to take a detour Abraham and Sarah if you know that story of the patriarch God said I'm going to give you a son wait for it Wait for it, Abraham. And Abraham got tired of waiting. And Sarah got tired of waiting. And finally Sarah said to her husband, you know, I have this Egyptian handmaiden. Her name is Hagar. And maybe, maybe, maybe there's a shortcut. Maybe God will give us the son that he's promised through you and Hagar. So Abraham says, that sounds like a good shortcut. And Abraham went and was with Hagar. And they had a child. And then Sarah and Hagar kind of kind of clashed under the roof and things got bad for Abraham for a little while because he tried to take a detour to avoid a delay that God wanted him to hold on to. Sometimes when you are trying to take the detour, you're actually extending the delay. You think you're taking a shortcut and somebody pipes up in the back of your mind and says, don't you mean a long cut? Right? God is, is got something for you. He's got a plan for you. And when you try to subvert that plan and move around it and get around it on another way, uh, you, 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 you procrastinate the plan. You extend the delay. Some of you today, you know you have taken some shortcuts because all of us have. You, you, you've, you, you haven't been patient. God has had something for you and you've wanted to wait, but you, not really. And so you move and so you start to look for a, a different way. And so you kind of move out this way. And then what happens is you end up back where you started. And then you go, well, my God, can I even get back on the path? Can I even, you know, let me just tell you if that's you, because it is, uh, you can get back on the path. You, you know, you may have wasted some time, but actually God can redeem all that time. God can take even your worst delays and use them for your good and use it for his purpose and use it for his plan. So if you've been on a detour today, uh, welcome back. All right, welcome back home, all right? We're going we're gonna to just pick it up where we left off and keep going. Sometimes the anxiety, the burden of the delay becomes so great that instead of taking a detour, we drop out. We just say, all right, I quit. You know what? Actually, I don't even want the thing that I thought I wanted anymore. I don't even, I don't even want it. I'm just going to drop out. 
I'm just going to, you know. And when we do that, what we say is, you know what, I actually never wanted that anyway. You know, I, mean, I, I didn't even care about that anyway, right? If you've ever met a, a let me just I, I ask you, if you've ever met somebody in life who's like bitter and cynical and jaded and is kind of, mm, you know, kind of gets you and kind of mean and, and you know what? That person is a person, a hurtful person is a hurt person. Uh, that's a person who wanted something and didn't get it and at some point in the process gave up. Gave up, but not really. Because somewhere deep in their heart, they're still like, oh, I wish I had that. I, wa- I wanted that. Right? But they, they couldn't wait on God. If that's you, and it is, because we've all done it, we've all been on detours, and we've all dropped out. Just because you gave up on God doesn't mean God gave up on you. Some of you dropped out a long time ago. I talked to somebody recently who dropped out a long time ago. They grew up in ministry. Uh, their parents grew up in ministry. They, they didn't want to be around the church. They didn't like it. They just, and they dropped out, and God kept coming after them. And they came, and they, they started saying, well, man, something's happening here. Something's happening, and, and, and I want to get back in the game. So, so, so God is, is, has got stuff for you. He's got a plan and a purpose for you. And sometimes you got to wait for it. Sometimes you got to wait for it. Uh, and there only two options are not just detour and drop out. He actually, in, in, in Isaiah, the prophet has a third option. And they call it a divine delay. It's a divine delay. It's, it's not just a delay, there's something about it, there's something to it that matters, because God's going to actually, according to the scripture, he's going to do something in you during the delay that's going to make you become who he's designed you to become as a result of the delay. In other words, he's, he's doing, he's, there's some development that can happen in the delay, somebody. Sometimes what he's trying to do is build something in the, in the delay. That's why the prophet said, uh, he said, they that wait upon the Lord they shall renew their strength. In other words, he's saying there's some development that can happen inside of the delay. There's some, there's some, there's some strength that can happen in the delay because I'm actually turning you into something in the delay that I want you to become while you're in the delay. I've got something that I'm working out in you. But you got to wait for it. You can't go. Don't take a detour because you don't get to experience it. You're going you're gonna to end up back where you started. Don't drop out because you got to drop back in. He said, I want you to hold on. I want you to be a part of, I want you to experience a divine delay. Different preachers and theologians throughout time have tried to explain uh, what it means. Uh, When I was reading the passage uh, in Isaiah that says, they they that wait upon the Lord. When I think of the word wait, I think of passivity. I think of a group of people uh, uh, in the lobby of an airport waiting for a plane and everybody's bored and glazed over and and like just kind of tired right? But that's not the word that Isaiah use, uses here. He uses the word wait, he uses is, is, is a Hebrew word. It's kava. Kava. And it's not a boring, passive, tired waiting. It's to look eagerly for. It's, I love this definition, to lie in wait for. Now get that picture in your mind. You're crouching, looking through the grass, Lying in wait, prepared, anticipating, expecting something to happen. To hopefully wait for. To expect. So this isn't just waiting and wait. This is wait for it. They that wait for it on the Lord shall renew their strength. 
That's, so he's saying the waiting actually empowers you. It's not, it's not exhausting. It's exhilarating. There's a power that can come into your life through the process of waiting. Uh, one of the uh, great preachers in history, uh, Charles Spurgeon, he said this. He said the waiting itself, the waiting is beneficial to us. Why? It tries faith. It exercises patience. It trains submission. And it endears the blessing when it comes. In other words, it was worth the wait. When you get it, you're glad that you got it because you waited for it. Everything that's worth anything is worth waiting for. He said it, 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 uh, the, the blessing when it comes. The Lord's people, he said, have always been awaiting people. Awaiting people. Anticipating. Expecting. Hoping. Lying in wait. God, I trust you. God, I, I know you've got something out there. Not, not, not I'm tired and I'm just worn out. We all experience that. He's saying, no, 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 I want you to wait differently. I want you to wait with ex- expectation. Wait with anticipation. Uh, another pastor put it like this, John Ortberg. He said, waiting is not just something we have to do until we get what we want, but waiting is part of the process of becoming what God wants us to be. So how do we, how do we, how do we wait with kavah? How do we wait with anticipation? How do we wait with that eagerness in our heart when really, you know, the temptation is just to get bored and tired and take a detour and drop out? How do we, how do we turn waiting from an exhausting experience to an empowering experience? How do we go from just waiting to they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength? How do we get to that. And, and part of it is we can't just wait on the circumstances. He, he literally means it when he says we got to wait upon the Lord. Because we're, we're putting our trust in him. We're hoping in him. Here's how we do it. The, the, the scriptures just over and over give us uh, uh, insight into how to actually practice the spiritual discipline. The first thing is this. Seek direction in the delay. So sometimes when we're waiting, I don't know if this happens to you, you get so obsessed with the waiting that you forget God altogether. Like you're not thinking about God in the wait. You're just thinking about the wait. You're just thinking about how tired you are because you've been waiting. And God says, you know, it's a lot easier to, have you ever noticed it's a lot easier to wait with somebody else than it is to wait by yourself? You know, you got somebody to talk to. God says, come, hey, if you're waiting, come to me. Seek direction in the delay. And here's what I want to tell you. This is, this is reality. Because sometimes we will find that we're not waiting on God. God is waiting on us. Sometimes the delay is not him. It's you. It's me. I, I remember there was a time in my life when I was praying for direction. For God to lead me and guide me and, and take me where he wanted me to go. And what path should I take and what choices should I make. And I was praying this prayer. This was years ago. I was praying this prayer. And I will remember this till the day I die. It was clear as a bell. God spoke into my heart. Not into my ear. He spoke into my heart. And he said... Uh, he said, you know, you, you, you think you're praying for my direction, um, but I'm actually waiting for your decision. Because I've, I've actually already equipped you to do what you're asking me to, 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 to help you do. I've already given you all the information. I've already given you the, the brain. and the, I need you to have the courage to take the step that you need to take. You know, because you think that you're waiting on my direction. I'm actually waiting on your decision. I'm waiting for you to go ahead and make a move. So sometimes God is saying, sometimes the delay is us. Come on, somebody, for reals. Sometimes the delay is us because it's sometimes 
frightening to take the step that God wants us to take. It can be a little bit unnerving to step out and do what God has called us to do. And so sometimes that delay is us going, um, I can't see the path, Lord. Where do you want me to go? And he's going to take your hand off your eyes because I already showed you, right? So seek direction. In fact, the scripture puts it like this. It said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he's going to direct your path. He's going he's to show you where he wants you to go. Invite him. He doesn't want to be apart from you in the wait. And believe me, you don't want to be apart from him, the, him in the wait either. Seek his direction. Seek his direction. Ask for him. He, he will direct. Trust in him. Put your heart in his and say, God, I need, your, I need your direction in this delay. The other thing that they teach us in the scripture, that, that God's teaching us in the scripture, is to remember his faithfulness. Remember his faithfulness while you're waiting. Because here's what, we ha- here's what we do when we're waiting. We have selective memory. We, 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 we forget all of the times that God came through. And we're, we get stuck on the time that we're waiting. You know, um, when I was waiting for the plane, I'm just listening to other passengers. And they're, I mean, you know, and, and I'm kind of quiet, you know, and, and I'm just kind of listening. And, pa- and I, one passenger came up to me. She started talking. She was like, you know, I'm never flying United again. I mean, they're always late. They're always late. And I kind of thought, and I never, like, looked up the stats, but I kind of thought, they're probably not always late. They're probably, like, almost usually on time. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't work for them. I, I don't know the research. I'm not part of the FAA. Or, I mean, I don't know anything about it. Um, but, but a lot of times, I mean, if I look back at the number of times that my plane has landed on time, pretty often, more than not, right? A lot of times in life when we're waiting, we forget about all the times where God has come through. We forget about his faithfulness. We forget about the times that he came through when we needed him the most. We forget about the food that he put on our table. We forget about the house he put over our head. We forget about the clothes he put on our back. And we forget about all of the times that God has been faithful because we're waiting. And he says, if you want to wait with eagerness and expectation and hope, if you want to have some kavah in your life, then remember God's faithfulness. I love how David, <laughs> David, like he changes his mind mid-sentence. Like he's upset and waiting on God. And then suddenly he's like, oh, wait, okay, look, let me just follow this verse for a minute. We got, we're good. He said this, Psalm 77, will the Lord reject me forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Has God got, forgotten to be merciful? Has he in anger withheld his compassion? He's like, aren't you ever going to come through? Are you never going to answer me? Are you never going to come through, God? Are you never going to, I mean, I've been waiting for so long. And then like the next line he goes, then I thought, to this I will appeal. The years when the Most High stretched out his right hand. In other words, when God came through and was powerful. Uh, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, 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 yes. I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will consider all of your works. I will meditate on your mighty deeds. He goes, oh, okay, sorry. I was thinking you were never going to come through. And then I remembered that you've come through a thousand times before. Right? So if you want to. Wait on the Lord with some anticipation and some eagerness and some hope. Remember the times that he's come through for you before. Because he's going to come through again. Bring him in. Invite him into the wait. Oh yeah, Lord, I remember every time you have come through. Every time you have answered. Every time. Now sometimes I haven't answered, but you've answered every time. 
You've been faithful every time, God. So remember his faithfulness. And then this is the last one. I'm going to give you this. While you're waiting, trust in his promises. Trust. And eventually you have to figure out and decide, you and I, where are we going to put our trust? Are we going to put it in our circumstances, in our immediate uh, experience, what's happening right now? Are we going to put it in the promises of long ago that he has promised to us? Are we going to trust him? Because eventually you've got to trust somebody. You're going to either trust him or you're going to trust yourself. You're going to trust him or you're going to trust your own experiences. You're going to trust him or you're just going to trust, uh, you know, you're not going to trust anybody. I mean, you're going to, you're, eventually you've got to trust. And, and, and if you choose to trust no one, then you're just, you're trusting nothingness. God's saying, I want you to trust me. Because I've made some promises to you that I'm going to keep. I always do. I always keep them. And, and, and I'm going to keep them now. Here's, here's, here's the way they say it. They say, commit your way. Psalm David again. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. Trust in him. Trust in him. And he will do this. Here's what he'll do. Here's what he'll do. He'll do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn. Your righteous reward. It's going to be beautiful, man. What he's got for you is gorgeous. He's going to make it shine like the dawn when that sun comes bursting up. He's going to make it shine like the dawn. Your vindication like the noonday. It's going to be so bright you can't even see. God's got stuff for you. But be still, he said, before the Lord and wait patiently for him. When I was a kid, and I'm going to close with this. When I was a kid, the, the, the older folks used to have this song that they would sing. I don't know if anybody remembers it. Maybe this is just my church. But they would go, they that wait upon the Lord. Anybody? Shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, to wait. And they used to sing that song when I was a kid. And I used to go, not me. I actually would prefer not to learn how to wait. Can we just keep things moving, Lord? Can we just keep things rolling? Now I understand what they're talking about. They're saying, God, teach me to have that eager anticipation. Teach me to trust in you. Teach me to remember your faithfulness. Teach me, Lord, to, to, to put my trust and my hope in you so that I'm not just waiting. I'm not just waiting, but I'm wait for it. I'm in, a, I'm in a heart disposition of wait for it. Wait for it. Jackson, come on. Come help me. Wait for it. God is saying to some of you today, he's saying, look, you've been waiting. And you've been longing. And you've been hoping. And you've been praying. And I, I want you to trust me. I want you to trust me. Here's the hard part about preaching this sermon. Here's why it's so hard for me to preach this sermon. Bring that down just a little bit in the house. Here's what, why it's hard. Because I like action items. I want to give you, when I preach, I want to, at the end of my sermon, I'm going to go, here are the bullet points that I want you to do today to experience, you know, God's favor in your life. Do X, Y, and Z. And when you come back, everything's going to be great. Right? That's what I want to do. <laughs> but with this sermon, God says, here's your action item. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Let's pray. God, we thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. We thank you, God, that your, 
your refuge and strength will not delay. We thank you that you're with us in the good times and the bad. We thank you that you love us. We thank you that you have a plan for us that's better than the plan we have for ourselves. God, we ask right now that you be with each one of us, that you remind us who you are, that you remind us of your strength, your power, your presence in our life. And God, I pray that you give us the strength today, this week, this season, as we move through Advent, as we move into Christmas, to wait for it, to wait for it, to wait for it. Father, we give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.